Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, with you all again to talk more about, well, whatever the hell I want to, because it's my show. And of course, the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I forgot. I forgot about the, the double take. That wasn't take. even like a that wasn't even a, a trick on you one. That was just no, no, no. That was a trick on me. Congratulations. I played myself. Um, it happens. It does. I am joined as always by my producer slash co-host slash. Did you know he's a wrestling promoter? Slash the unstoppable one slash the kingpin of the chair Greg DeMarco. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! It's me. I'm here. That's you. You's here. We I here. Is here. We yes. here. We here we now. Here. We are here for another episode. Good to be back. We got some WrestleMania weekend stuff to talk about specifically on this week's episode. We're going to be covering some matches from NXT Stand and Deliver. This is the second year we've had Stand and Deliver uh, very close to WrestleMania. I'm going to be highlighting just a few matches in particular. Not the whole card, but just a few that Greg and I have some thoughts about uh, on this week's show. Excited to talk about uh, wrestling again. I know we didn't talk about it much on the Greg DeMarco show, but a lot has changed in the few weeks that we were out or one week. Remember when we all had teams in the NCAA tournament? I and know. Remember when they all lost? I do remember. Well, mine lost first, but yes, yours made it to the second weekend. Yes, we made it to the Sweet Sixteen, and then not there yeah. anymore. Always, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, That's how I they feel. Have won the tournament before, but once, 
Yes. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting so emotionally invested in this right now because I, it was hard. It was hard. It was a hard L for me. Yeah, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that shows how much things change in a short amount of time. But you know what? I'm not going to reflect on the past. I'm going to focus on the future because I am here to do my cheap plug segment of my show because it is my show and talk about uh, a little bit of all the events that I will be announcing for over the next month. The month of April is pretty busy for me, Miranda Morales. I feel very excited and fortunate to have uh, such a calendar full of events. I just want to share with all of you, because as you know, Greg and I are such big advocates for independent wrestling wherever you are. So please make sure to support your local independent wrestling promotions. But if you are out here on the West Coast and you're looking for something to do uh, or somewhere to travel to, consider some of these events happening over the next few weeks such as on Saturday, April 9th, Pro Wrestling Revolution will be hosting another show. They've been hosting shows now for uh, over just the past six months out in the California area, uh, central, more northern California. This time, they're going to be hosting at John O'Connell High School in San Francisco, California. Uh, Lucha Libre promotion that includes talent like Papo Esco, Bestia 666, Rocky Romero, uh, Dragon Lee, Jolistico, and more are scheduled to appear. Uh, tickets are available at luchalibreboletos.com. Uh, they also have VIP, seat, VIP seats and meet and greets available for the show. If you are in the neighborhood for some Lucha Libre action, make sure to check out Pro Wrestling Revolution. On Thursday, the 14th, I will be making my, uh, I would say, commentary debut uh, for Slam U, which is a a partner promotion, partner show uh, for Phoenix Championship Wrestling. And this Slam U show will showcase the students from the Phoenix, uh, Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. Um, And some talents that you've seen as part of the Slam U pre-show for Phoenix Championship Wrestling. They're having their own show. And uh, your girl will be doing some live commentary for that. Uh, I've heard rumors about who my commentary partner will be and uh, some very interesting developments that may come through. Uh, Maybe I'll be able to share those in the next few weeks, but slam you their own show. Another interesting part is that this is a 21 and over event. So we'll have a uh, full bar available. Tickets are only available at the door, $5 at end game, which is a restaurant game bar uh, in uh, the Mesa, Arizona, area uh, of Phoenix, the Phoenix Metro, uh, but slam you Thursday, April 14th at end games bar in Mesa. Again, tickets are only available uh, walk up at $5, but you will get a full bar experience 21 and over. After that, on Saturday, April 23rd, we've hit cool town clash IZW. 
making their way to Coolidge, Arizona. This will be a very interesting show where you're going to have, of course, pro wrestling involved, but we'll also see uh, some exhibition boxing matches and other events happening or other aspects uh, as part of just kind of a, a fuller event, bigger event. Um, in Coolidge, Arizona. Match announcements have been made uh, over on IZW social media pages. Greg, where can our listeners find information on IZW? Obviously on any of the social media pages at IZW Wrestling AZ, or you can head on over to IZWWrestling.com and get your link for tickets there as well. Either way. We got you. And... If you all follow me on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, you may have seen some news that I dropped today on an event that I will be hosting on Saturday, April 3rd. I will be the host of Wrestle Drag Volume 1. And this is a very unique event where it is, of course, pro wrestling mixed with the world of drag performance and so we will have drag performers there as well as wrestling matches all in one show i love the world of drag i have been an avid viewer of rupaul's drag race i have gone to drag shows myself and so this is an event that combines two of my favorite loves two things i love to watch and two things i think that actually have a lot more in common than people think um the world of drag performance and Pro Wrestling coming together for Wrestle Drag Volume 1. That is Saturday, April 30th in Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets are available at WrestleDrag.com. Match announcements are going to be, be, be made over the next few weeks. And you can also follow Wrestle Drag on social media, specifically on Facebook for match announcements and ticket information. So the month of April is busy for you, girl. And I'm very excited uh, to be part of all of these shows. Uh, to, again, all of these are completely different. And I love that about professional wrestling and independent wrestling. They all have a unique audience. They all have their niche. They all have different locations. And this, this is a happy place. This is a good place. And I'm very appreciative of all of that. But I just had to make a plug for all of these shows. Uh, make sure to follow me on social media again at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Follow me for more information on all of these events uh, coming up. Uh, and we are, of course, going to be sharing more with you on IZW, both Cool Town Clash on April 23rd and King of the Jungle scheduled for May 7th. We're going to be talking more about those in the upcoming weeks. Um, but tickets are still available for both. Greg, hit him one more time with the IZW info. At IZW Wrestling AZ on all of your forms of social media or head on over to the website at, uh, or not at, but IZWWrestling.com. Com. Thank you. Super simple. Yes. And don't forget, you can follow Greg at Chair Shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, you can follow the Chair Shot at Chair Shot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now, there's another way that you could support the Chairshot.com and IZW, Greg. I don't know if you know this. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I'm new here. No. Yeah. He, you just got here. You knew here. It's my first time. Um, so in that case, Greg, uh, I don't know if you go to page seven in your instruction manual and in your new employee orientation. Uh, but there's the pages. There's some very distinct instructions, Greg, on how to 
Wind it up. Oh, I found it. There it is. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts. Yes, there is one place where you can find two different sets of t-shirts for IZW Impact Zone Wrestling and thechairshot.com. That includes some very cool, awesome t-shirt designs like we have both the Chair Shot Linear and IZW Linear T-shirt, the IZFNW shirt. I love it. The IZW New Logo shirt. Of course, in a beautiful baby blue color, the Arizona's Territory IZW shirt, as well as, of course, your favorite Chair Shot shirts like the Chair Shot Linear shirt, as well as multiple Always Use Your Head Chair Shot Worldwide. Baron Corbin sucks. Jesus did the job and his dad was the promoter when we don't talk about that much. Uh, an OG shirt. And by OG, I mean one that even outdates me. And that's Chair Shot Peace Love Copyright T-shirt. Very, very entertaining. Very fun in the know. Uh, and of course, T-shirts of your favorite uh, Chair Shot podcast and podcasters like Bandwagon Nerds, the unofficial official T-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd and hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling. A winner is you. The Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the hashtag Queen of Soft Style T-shirt, hashtag Miranda T-shirt, all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. You can order any T-shirt in soft style. So go ahead and do yourself, give yourself some, some love, do yourself a favor and order any t-shirt that you get in soft style, including the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt. It's actually a, a class A misdemeanor if you don't do that. Um, we, we are you know mandated to report you uh, to local authorities if you do not order your soft style t-shirt in soft style. I'm I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. Uh, I don't make and the rules. I just, and we will know. We will know. We, no, will know. we, we have ones. ways of knowing. Yeah, we see the orders. It's kind of how these things work. Yeah, we see the orders. Yeah, yeah, this is how this works. Uh, so please go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So as I talked about this week, we are going to be talking about NXT Stand and Deliver. Now, this is the first Stand and Deliver of the 2.0 era. And so everything has now been reduced to one night. And back in 2021, it was a two-night event during the week um, that was a precursor to WrestleMania. Now we will see this being a one-night event taking place on April 2nd. And, well, a lot to go over, but I'm really going to focus our conversation this week on Five specific matches, which I feel bad for the others that are not going to be part because I just I'm leaving people out. However, this is my show and I just want to stick to what I think I want to talk about the most. So that's just the way it goes. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. That's, you know, when when, when you were given this show, you were given that 
proclivity to do whatever you want. Proclivity. That write that word down. Google it. Proclivity. Yes. Use it. You'll sound smarter tomorrow. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yes. So starting off our conversation, this is actually an event that happened earlier tonight. And by that, I mean, we are recording on Tuesday. You're listening to this probably on Wednesday or Thursday. Again, time travel is not my forte. I get very, very into the weeds of time travel. So I'm not going to go into it. But earlier tonight on NXT, we saw a reunion of sorts. And that was the reunion of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Dakota Kai attacking toxic attraction, being outnumbered as she was only one person against three and getting some help from, I guess what you can consider maybe an unlikely source with Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Well, you know, someone that she's been feuding with someone who, you know, she Dakota Kai cost uh, Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT women's championship. Uh, And they've been feuding for quite some time on opposite ends of the uh, Women's Dusty Cup Classic. But, you know, in the world of wrestling, you can't forget, you know, you can't remember things for too long. Um, And so they teamed up to take care of Toxic Attractions, uh, all three members, but specifically Gigi Dolan and uh, JC Jane. Now it has been made official that for the pre-show of Stand and Deliver, we will get Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez teaming up to face Gigi Dolan and JC Jane for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, Greg, you had kind of an interesting thought about why this is happening. I've been on the boat of this is kind of random because and they've been on opposite sides feuding. They've been in separate tag teams and different storylines. And then kind of randomly out of nowhere, they are reunited. And by that, I mean, you know, usually there's some kind of tease of, you know, when enemies come and join to, to be together in a team. Um, and there wasn't a lot of that or at all, really, right. um, this time around. But you have an interesting theory about why uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are teaming up again. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm going to get there. I also want to point out the winners of the Dusty Classic were supposed to get the tag team title shot. Yeah. Instead, they get put into the, the, the four-way against Manny Rose. That is because Gigi Dolan still may not be cleared to wrestle. And so, so side note, bold prediction, maybe not bold prediction. If she can't go, we might get a fourth member of Toxic Attraction this weekend. Just mm-hmm. saying. Um, I have a feeling maybe she's being clear. They expect her to be able to be clear. Expect her to be able to wrestle again. You'll notice she wasn't even that heavily involved in the brawl that took mm-hmm. place, and she has. And before another brawl, she pieced out a couple weeks ago. Like that's why they had to alter the booking and and not give the winners of the Dusty Classic this match. But yeah, I mean, talk about it. Like like literally, they were feuding weeks ago and still had each other's throats, and now all of a sudden they're a team. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. But that's the thing about NXT is that sometimes. Now that the cohesion between NXT and the main roster is better, we have to deal with stuff like this because I believe because there's nothing left for Raquel Gonzalez to do, nothing yeah. left for her to do in NXT, even winning these tag titles again, nothing left for her to do. Dakota Kai, maybe, maybe not, who knows? But she was rumored to go to the main roster previously, has worked some dark matches, yada yada yada, whatever. I believe this is being done so they can go to the main roster. And they go to the main roster together. And again, you know, 600,000 people watch NXT, 2 million, 2.5 million watch Raw and or SmackDown. 
and and most of them are going to be the same people, but still, the majority of the WWE audience does not know who Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are. They were at their best when they were together. And looking at yet giving and the tag team division on the main roster for the women and somewhat for the men kind of sucks. And so bringing them up as a team and starting them in there, letting them do well, go over all this stuff does make sense. It would not shock me if on Raw they win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Like mm-hmm. if whoever Raw, comes out of yeah. the, the four person, you know, the four team tag match, whoever comes out of that victorious. None of those teams are real teams anyway. I could see them putting over Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. They'll probably end up breaking up feuding and and Raquel Gonzalez will be the bigger star because that's just the way things work. And and that writing is on the wall. But, I mean, Dakota Kai is over 30. Raquel Gonzalez has done all she can do in NXT. Why not bring them up? And I think this is why this realignment was done, was to bring them up to the main roster. And we're going to see more of this type of cohesion take place before people make the jump. So that's why I think this is happening, which means I also think they're, they're well, they, they could win and then go to the main roster and we could some find, find some other way to crown new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. They'll probably lose through some nefarious means and then, and then make their way to the main roster. That's why I think this is happening. I think it's a transitional move by NXT and by WWE to do this, the likes of which we would not have seen prior to 2.0. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a fair statement because I think prior to NXT 2.0, even though there were some ridiculous storylines, one thing that they did a lot of threading of stories and especially in the women's division, I don't think they tend to drop things as much as maybe they drop and revisit things more in peaks and valleys they do now in 2.0. So um, a very interesting development, but I think it will lead to, you know, some point where either it's more of a definite, uh, you know, maybe end to uh, both of their runs in NXT 2.0, or maybe who knows they win, even if it's for a short amount of time to maybe hold on to the belts while maybe toxic attraction regroups. I can also see maybe them losing the belts, but then regaining it back shortly after once maybe there is, you know, clear uh, understanding of, of Gigi Dolan's health status. Who knows? Speaking of end of NXT, you know, reigns and times, Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Uh, there's been noted and thought of that this may be Tommaso Ciampa's swan song in NXT. Um, and, you know, we've had many, you know, false starts with this. You know, we've seen Tommaso Ciampa make appearances on uh, on the quote unquote main roster before, drop down, back up, drop down. So there, you know, you can't necessarily define it, but there was a very interesting visual this week uh, on NXT of a chair uh, with you know, Tommaso Ciampa's, you know, NXT span on there, noting, you know, April 2nd as possibly the end of you know, Tommaso Ciampa's time in NXT, which I think it's a kind of a fascinating story, um, you know, in, in that, in their little bit of psychology. Um, and you all cannot see Greg's face in it, but as I say these things, his face looks like not convinced at all. No, no, I am convinced that to me, that's not even subtle. It's obvious. They are putting the dates on the chair with his first appearance and then the, the stand and deliver. Um, 
I think they're basically telling us he's going like it's, and it makes perfect sense for him to go. Uh, Cause there's like, again, what else is there for him to do? He was steadfast against going to the main roster for a really long time. Said he would retire if they called him up to the main roster. That was a few years ago. He was still coming off of injuries. The travel schedule was much different than it is now. Now you can go to the main roster and, and kind of work once a week and, and, and who kind of knows what happens. I'm interested to see where he goes in terms of Raw or SmackDown. I think Raw makes the most sense just because of time. And, and I think we're going to, and, and I think most people, when they get called up, are going to go to raw a, because that's where the cohesion is between NXT and WWE. It, it goes through Monday night raw and B it's a three hour show. And yeah, there's more, more and space, Smack, more time. And SmackDown's the more important of the shows in terms of TV revenue and, and it's on network television. And so I think that there is that element of raw that's going to get you prepared for a run on SmackDown. And that's why we see the moves and changes that we see. Um, what I'm really going to be interested in, and we may not know this information right away, but say he's working once a week in Raw or SmackDown. He lives in Orlando, Florida with his with his family, unless he chooses to relocate like Kevin Owens did the moment he got called up. I could still see him being involved with NXT behind the scenes because it's he loves possible. that brand so much. and And... I do believe his run on the main roster may not be overly long. And and just because of what his body has been through and, and where he's at, um, he's probably physically much older than a 37, 38, however old he is, man. And and so that run might not last so long. Plus, WWE, the, the going news of the day was that they're now looking to put people on the shows at 25, not 35 or 45. So he doesn't really fit the bill on that, but it's kind of like the same with Pete Dunne, who is a lot younger, but it's like, okay, let's see what we can do with, with this person and put him on, on the main roster. Um, but I could see him still being involved in NXT in, in a production type role and that end up being his long-term future anyway. But it, it makes, yeah. What, what else is there to do? There really isn't anything yeah. else to do. What's interesting to me is this match. So Pete Dunne finished up his NXT run against, Tony D'Angelo inside of a steel cage with weapons, but Pete Dunne won. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because it makes sense to lose on your way out. But now that there's this cohesion and you're now a main roster star, does it really make sense for you to lose? I don't know if it does. And while prior NXT, you give Tony D'Angelo the rub by having him beat Tommaso Ciampa on his way to the main roster. Current NXT, I'm not so sure that happens. Yeah, I'm not sure either. One, because it almost, you know, they're they're almost like wiping the existence of the old NXT. So in some ways, I don't think right. it hurts Tony D'Angelo if he yeah. loses because he's already on a clean slate of NXT 2.0. Um, and it does give Tommaso Ciampa an opportunity to leave on top and maybe use some of that momentum to make the transition to Raw or SmackDown, even though we know there's not the same fan base that watches NXT and Raw or watch Raw and NXT, you know, um, it, it is one where if you want to build up a little bit of hype, having him win 
and then making the jump may make more sense. But I actually think it's more towards, I don't know if it really matters who from, say, this old guard is beaten um, because it's really not even acknowledged as much anymore. It's more of the recent feuds and people that they tend to acknowledge and tend to put that focus on. Yes, but who's the one guy that they have been most closely associating the black and gold NXT with since 2.0 started. Yeah, and that's Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. And and now here we go. And he's already been making appearances on on Raw with Braun Breaker and and even without Braun Breaker. So we've kind of seen the transition in place, whereas Pete Dunne showing up was more random. And and he's more open-minded about it than most of the fans are. And, and of course, Tommaso Ciampa got a new theme song, which is sad because I love the old one, but I get it and he's behind it and so on for it. But um, yeah, it's just very interesting. The question it leaves for me, and this name will come up again, is Cameron Grimes came along a little bit later in, in the black and gold, but like Roddy Strong's the only one left. Mm-hmm. Like he really is the only, like LA Knight came along later as well. Like Roddy Strong was was... He was doing, you know, Cameron Grimes did one or two, but Roddy Strong was doing takeovers in big arenas. And, like, he's, you know, now he's in Diamond Mine, and so he's got all that. But, like, I don't know what happens next. Is he the next one to go? Is he the next yeah. shoe to drop? And if so, how? And, and how do you do it? How do you pull it off? And do you move the whole group up? What do you do? I'm really interested in that one because it's it's just very interesting to me what, what you do with Roddy Strong at this point. But he's kind of that last one. Yeah. Do you give yes. him a run in NXT? Do you give him a run with the NXT Championship? Does that even matter for Roderick Strong? Yeah. But what do you do with him on the main roster? I don't know. Or is this, you know, he re-signed a new deal? I, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, we started, you started talking about Cameron Grimes. So I want to jump into the five-way fatal or the fatal five-way ladder match for the North American Championship. And I'm so glad he was added to this match. Uh, because at one point he had faced Santos Escobar in a qualifying match. Santos won, which I was surprised with because I truly thought it was going to be Cameron Grimes. Um, and then you also have Solosico, uh, Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes, and then, of course, your champion Carmelo Hayes. Um, you know, it wouldn't be an NXT event without a ladder match, uh, but I um, I have to admit, I feel the most excited for Cameron Grimes, knowing what he could do in uh, a ladder match. But uh, again, too, I'm excited to see Santos Escobar. Um, he had one of the best ladder matches in NXT uh, when the unification, when he had the the cruiserweight unification match and then you have again some of that new blood with solo grayson and even carmelo um you know to see what they're going to do in this match to me is very fascinating it is and it's interesting so i actually expected all three people in the triple threat match to end up in the ladder match i thought back to wrestlemania 32 when it was a four-person ladder match, became a seven-person ladder match because Kevin Owens thought he eliminated the original three and we got the new three and all this stuff happened and we ended up with seven. And the numbers matched up. The first thing I thought of, I was like, oh, all the, I figured maybe the, the match would be like Carmelo and Trick would try to interfere and keep all three of them from being in the match and all three would be awarded the spot. Who knows? I don't know. There's no commissioner in NXT, so I don't know how they would have pulled that off. But anyway, it's Cameron Grant. And again, because I thought that Roddy Strong would end mm-hmm. up on, yeah. on the card that way. Um, but yet here we are. 
Cameron Grimes being in the match does make a lot of sense. He's an interesting person for me, but because of, of how long he's been there and, and where he's at, I what's interesting about this match for me is that you talked about Santos Escobar and and he is a little bit older than most. I actually think he wins the latter match. I, North I, I've been so torn on what's ne- next for Santos because I feel like, as I mentioned, his his cruiserweight unification match, uh, ladder match, was one of the best ladder matches, and and he really did so much to make the cruiserweight title mean something. And I think he's in this interesting purgatory too, where he'll win some, have some momentum, and then get you know, pull back and then have some good momentum and then pull back. So it's much of a pendulum uh, effect with him. And, um, you know, he was Braun Breaker's first, you know, feud after winning the NXT championship. So I think that they see they have great utility in him, but I feel like eventually if he doesn't win something again, you kind of defeat his purpose. Um, And I feel or, or just the impact that he has as being someone who can be so interchangeable and put in these feuds lessons because you built him up, you know, through the cruiserweight championship that, um, you know, but I, I feel like they've kind of just cut him at the, the knees now for quite some time. Um, you know, but I also would be, wouldn't be surprised like someone like Grayson Waller that they put a lot of energy into, um, could, could get the win out of this as well. Um, and I think he would make a great North American champion. And I, I think for him, it's going to be more of a win than if, um, this may not be the time, but I could absolutely see him becoming North American champion, you know, in the next year. Maybe. So here's, and my prediction of Santos Escobar is a lot less about Santos Escobar. I could see Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes, and Carmelo Hayes moving to the main roster mm-hmm. after this. That's also they true. They told us that talent is going to spend less time in NXT, and and they're going to be pushed to the main roster quicker. It's going to be sink or swim. There's going to be more releases that are going to take place. Like That's just reality. Like We're all excited about WrestleMania. We know what happens about a month or two after, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen again. And it's going to suck. There are going to be names that we hate seeing that are going to be gone from this company again. And it's going to be terrible. And we're going to talk about it. And, and we're going to remind everybody this happens every fucking year. And it's going to be names that we don't want to see go. Uh, there will probably be a shocker or two in there, I would imagine. So the reason I think Santos is winning is because I do think Grayson Waller, I do, and, and you know, his, his heavy, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, I do think that. Uh, Cameron Grimes could, even though his more he could do in NXT, I just think he's part of that group. And I really think Carmelo Hayes and, and oh, Trick yeah. Williams. Carmelo Hayes, I think he's been like a fish to water in NXT. He's yeah. been someone that has really thrived in NXT um, in the short time that he's been there. I think he has great personality. He's, you know, works well in the ring. I think he has a lot of the good mechanics that keep people there for, you know, a a good while and keep people entertained. And so I definitely agree with all of those assessments. I think Grayson Waller has a good look and he's gotten so much attention in a short amount of time that you're right. If he doesn't stay in NXT, you know, and win the North American title, um, it's just because he's, he got moved up. 
before he could get the belt. Um, and I think Cameron Grimes, too, is such a fun personality. You know, I almost see him in even more in SmackDown because yeah. he is kind of this unique person who can wrestle well, but has, you know, just someone who's, who kind of glows uh, in in his work and in his gimmick and personality. So I kind of see if, if for all of those, it may be, maybe Grayson as well for uh, SmackDown, but for some reason I feel like Cameron Grimes is a really good fit for SmackDown. I agree with you. And, and it'll be hard because he won't be on every week and they'll be complaining mm-hmm. and, and whatever, but that's just the nature of the beast. When you go up to the main roster and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe this isn't going to be this mass, but I, I have a feeling that raw after mania and SmackDown after mania, we could see quite a few, NXT call-ups and some of them will disappear until the draft. Yeah. Like they will. And they'll, they'll get more seasoning. They'll do whatever. And then we'll be like, where are they? Where are they? And then they get drafted, but it's going to be, yeah, to me, it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens with them. But I do think, you know, we're that we've basically named five people that are going to move up to the main roster. That's assuming Roddy strong doesn't. And there could be more uh, as this conversation goes on, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting push after WrestleMania. Kind of scary. Well, we are we are going to take a quick break uh, to pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to be going over uh, two championship matches for NXT Stand and Deliver. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. So the first championship match that we're going to be talking about, and we've already mentioned it very briefly, and that is the fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose will be defending her title against Cora Jade, which was the original announced match. However, we had two people added to that, and that's Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. They won the Women's Dusty Tag Team Classic, and in their request or i guess in winning they were supposed to be in a nxt title match or tag team title match against toxic attraction but instead i guess utilize the opportunity to add themselves to the women's championship match which i i've heard both sides it's kind of a unique way of you know spinning the the cup a tournament to you know something that both women obviously wanted which was a chance at the nxt women's championship but it also kind of negates what you built with the tag tournament and if your champions don't or their winners don't get a, a spot at the uh, tag team championships what is it for and that right. almost makes me think about money in the bank does, when yeah. uh you know when when people are when it's used very hastily or um, not even really defended or used at all, you know, it's kind of, what is the purpose of this? So, well, and it's interesting you say that because when Kaylee Ray made the announcement, she used the phrase cashing in, which mm-hmm. I thought was very interesting. It's also interesting to me because how important is a tag team title shot in NXT? 
Like it, it's, it's. Well, going back to it, obviously not that much. If literally a team that just got back together gets the first crack yeah. at the tag titles instead of, I don't know, maybe the runner up of the Destiny right. Cup Classic or any well, other one team. One of them was one exists. of the runners up. Yes. Yeah. But, I guess so. That's true. But here's the thing makeshift teams have had a lot of success in the Dusty Cup, both men's and women's. I almost feel like, you know, it doesn't. Maybe the prize can be something a little bit bigger. You know, we always joke about them stealing ideas from the indies. I know a guy who does a Royal Rumble, and the winner just gets to pick whatever match they want. Maybe that's the direction we go with the Dusty Cup because your tag champs are just sitting around for four or five mm-hmm. weeks waiting for this to happen, and then they get the title shot, and it almost doesn't doesn't make sense. Like the Dusty Cup could stand on its own. Could be. I don't know. I just don't know that making it for a tag team title match when there are so many other ways to get a tag team title match, including randomly reuniting that it doesn't, it kind of loses that thing. And and I almost think the tournament's a bigger deal than a tag title shot. I don't know. On the other hand though, I do feel like this match does benefit from having Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, because to be honest, just a Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade match does not scream to me. NXT stand and deliver that screams to me just another weekly episode of NXT. Um, I, you know, I, I just feel like yeah. Mandy Rose still has so much that she is learning and, and going through as NXT champion. But I mean, the women's championship and the NXT women's division at one point was one of the best women's divisions in the entire world, honestly. Yeah. And it's because of people like Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, you know, really stood steadfast in the NXT UK uh, women's division. So I think having that level of experience and their level of wrestling in this match is going to help produce a much better match than the originally advertised I think so. And I think it's a happy accident because of whatever was going on with Gigi Dolan. And that seems to be a very quickly changing situation. Um, yeah. And it's funny you say, you know, Cora Jade and Mandy Rose is more like an NXT TV show match. Well, that's because it's happened on NXT TV like twice yeah. already. Uh, and Cora even won one of them in, in what was a massive upset at the time. She's not there yet, but she will be. And she's got, she's one of the kind that will not get called up yet. Like she's still got two more years probably before that's a oh, thing. Oh yeah. She's, Maybe. she's young. She's only 21. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we'll she see. has, she has time. But what's interesting to me is on the flip side, uh, you got one or two in Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai who could potentially move up. And, and I think Io Shirai for sure, it's time for her to go up. Um, Kaylee Ray, I'm not a hundred percent sure about, but wouldn't be surprised if, if she ends up moving up to the main roster as well. She's 29. And, and so at this point, WWE has put us in a situation where age is something that we look at. Um, so I, I'm hit or miss on it. I do think that I think next Tuesday's edition of NXT is going to feature Kaylee Ray versus Io Shirai. They will somehow get in each other's way. That will lead to the booking of a match. That will probably be Io Shirai's last match in NXT. And then she goes on to, to Raw or SmackDown. Um, and then who knows? Who knows what happens? It's a crapshoot once you go up. Who knows? But um, but my gut instinct is that Kaylee sticks around for at least a little bit and and maybe has a proper feud again with, with Mandy Rose. I actually think Mandy Rose is going to retain this championship. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I mean, and maybe that's too where 
you know, whoever ends up with a pinfall, maybe it is Cora Jade and that was the direction the mm-hmm. whole time. Maybe Io, either Shirai or Kaylee Ray, uh, you know, are on the other side of the pin to protect, you know, Cora right. Jade and, and Mandy Rose. Who knows? Um, but I, I agree. I feel like they feel very confident in Mandy Rose's title mm-hmm. reign. And Super. again, this is NXT 2.0. It's a whole other direction of uh, with NXT. And it's one where personality and character is a lot more of the emphasis than the wrestling itself. Not to say that the wrestling is not right. important or it's even bad. It's just, again, it's different. NXT, yeah, the, the, the black and gold brand with their women's division was one where you know charlotte flair was the champion you know out of all the championships that she could take and this was a cornerstone of mm-hmm. the four horsewomen and uh all of you know the the people that we now have on raw and smackdown a lot of them came through nxt and had some of the best matches of their entire career um but this, the the focus is just different now, and it and it suits Mandy to be in this role until they truly have prepared someone. I could see further down the line, Cora Jade, especially if she is in this underdog seat, you know, almost a Bailey esque type of rise with someone who you know maybe keeps on losing and struggling, and then gets such a massive push and and becomes champion, you know, to that level of excitement. Um, further down the line but i i agree i don't see them um crowning a new women's champion for quite some time because they're building up to that who it is though i think that's going to be you know that's part of the the storytelling and the interest um of of who's next yeah it's very interesting to me to see what they're gonna what they're gonna do with that i just first and to go back to what you're saying I, Mandy Rose has always been underrated in terms of in the ring. She's very, and, and I made the comparison before and people hated me for it, but she's proving it right. She's literally just like Trish Stratus was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would say better. I, at know, this like, stage I, in her career? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah. Trish Stratus was only really good in the ring at the end of, of her yes. of her run. Um, Mandy has developed in the ring a lot faster and that is a product of their training and their development and all that Mm -hmm. they do that they did not do when Trish Stratus was there. Um, and I think that she's going to hold her own just fine. Uh, I think she would have fit in, in the other version of NXT where she started, but but got called up pretty quickly too soon, probably. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see where they go with this, but, um, yeah, Cora Jade's time will come. That's for sure. She will, it'll come. And the final match that we're going to be talking about on today's episode, well, that is the NXT Championship match. Dolph Ziggler, your current champion, facing Braun Breaker. And this has been a interesting tale of Dolph Ziggler coming to NXT, very similar to Mandy Rose, making an impact in a, in a very short amount of time winning to become NXT champion um, and really giving Braun Breaker a great protagonist um, in, in story. And also I think a great utilization of Dolph Ziggler, someone who's a veteran, someone who, you know, has, is very versatile in different situations. And as of right now, you know, especially going into WrestleMania, there wasn't anything for him 
storyline wise for Raw or SmackDown. So why not put him in a situation where he could be telling a story still during this time frame against a very, you know, new but growingly popular uh, person in Braun Breaker? I am so torn on this match because do tell the storyline has been great. Ziggler coming in because Mandy Rose, when she moved down, she moved down. That was obvious. AJ Styles came in, had the feud that he had with, with uh, Grayson Waller. And that was it. But Ziggler came in still as an outsider calling everybody kid talking about, you know, coming down the one title he never won. And then he won the damn thing. And no one expected that. Like, and it was setting up for the main events. They had something behind the main event at Stand and Deliver. That's all fine and well. If Stand and Deliver wasn't a thing, I'd actually see Braun Breaker getting a shot at WrestleMania. But um, the reason I'm torn is because I part of me thinks like Braun's going to get over huge when he inducts the Steiner Brothers into the WWE Hall of Fame. He's caught on like wildfire. Like, mm-hmm. could they actually move him up? Already, he hasn't had a ton of matches. Okay, he hasn't. Yeah. Neither did Roman Reigns when they yeah. called him up. About Bronze had like thirty to forty matches already, which might be more than Roman had before he debuted as a member of the Shield. Uh, NXT was a very different place at that time. It was ten years ago now, which is crazy to think. But it's, and and I'm kind of thinking he wins, but it's a short term thing, and he ends up getting called up in October whenever they do the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just think he'll get a little bit more time um, to to carry the flag for the new NXT 2.0 and and transition that over to somebody else. Who that is, I don't know. I think things are going to move so fast in NXT 2.0, and we're going to start to see that. Because we're also going to see an influx of talent hitting hitting TV after oh, yeah. all this as well. Yeah, already there's an influx, even as soon as I believe this week. Um you know, one of the more recent signees, uh, based Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that in, in both the women and men's division that they'll, even if it's an enhancement role, you know, they could bring in someone, you know, sign them and two weeks later mm-hmm. already be on TV while others, you know, they're taking a little bit more time to develop them or have them on television. I mean, it, it will vary, but even, I mean, talking earlier about the, uh, North American championship ladder match. Even in that, we talked about three people who could hypothetically debut on Raw or SmackDown anywhere from next week to October. Uh, So on top of that, you know, you have someone like Braun who easily out of the four that we're talking about right now could, I think, make the easiest transition, both in just size and personality now. Wrestling, you're right about that. I think he has, you know, the least amount of experience and that could hurt him, you know, in, yeah. it, that could, could be exposed very quickly. He could get um, Ryberg very, mm-hmm. Rybacked very yes, easily. Yes, Rybacked. Yes. And, and so you have to be careful. So I also would think, you know, he is truly that, that torch bearer for NXT 2.0. So I also think it makes sense to keep him there for a little bit longer yeah, while they so. build the next big feud for him. Um, Cause this is also a way for him to really establish himself in such a quick amount of time. You're right about, you know, a faster pace. And how do you do that by having him go against accomplished wrestlers like Tommaso Ciampa, like Dolph Ziggler, even a bit in Santos Escobar, you know, mm-hmm. LA Knight, like, yeah, LA Knight, you know? Um, so I think that that 
is a, you know, there's method to the madness mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But I also see the flip side where they just get so excited for him and they say, let's just go ahead and, and put him on, you know, Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Um, there's and- also the element that we haven't seen yet with NXT 2.0 where you could move somebody up that doesn't work and you move them back down and then bring them yeah. back up again later. What I would do if them, I know you're listening, so listen up. Listen up. I would actually keep Braun Breaker in NXT, go through <laughs> October. Everyone be shocked when he doesn't get drafted. Have him be a surprise entrant in the 2024 Royal Rumble. Oh have him gosh. win the damn thing. I mean, 2023 Royal Rumble. And have him win. Yeah. Like, truly have the big surprise. Give I him think the title he match. absolutely could be a future Royal Rumble winner. I, I mean, so. Debut him that way. I mean, I was yeah, already debuted yeah. on Raw, but whatever. Like, make his transition. Like Rhea Ripley made her transition to the main roster through the Royal Rumble and was in the final two. Let him actually win it. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy, but but I feel the Royal winning the Royal Rumble is a trust thing, right? They don't want to get Alberto Del Rio again. But it's I could they probably realize they can trust Braun Breaker mm-hmm. already. Like Granny hasn't been there that long. Well, still screw up. And I know this is way down the line, but I mean they're already making the crowning of you know achievement of Roman Reigns. You yeah, I think who's the next Roman Reigns? Who's going to beat Roman Reigns? Yeah, who's going to beat Roman Reigns to be the next Roman Reigns? And 39 is the soonest I could see it happening, which could be the Royal Rumble. Like, is that how you crown Braun Breaker? Who the hell knows? Like, it's just Mm -hmm. this new, this is the first time against our first WrestleMania since 2.0 came along. It's our second, that would be our second Rumble since 2.0 came along. Like, there's just so much stuff that, that can really happen here that we haven't seen yet. And, and and that's that. Before I ask you another question, who do you think is going to win? I I think it would. Oh gosh, oh gosh! Like, don't let me sway you with my thoughts. But no, I mean, I think there's a part of me that makes sense that it would be Braun Breaker, but I also could say maybe they stretch this out to one more match, and yeah. then after you know a, a third one, uh, Braun Breaker. I could see that wins. do a cage match on NXT so that yeah. Robert Roode can't interfere. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so totally that. I, I'm still split. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards Braun winning, but I also would not be surprised if he lost and they ended up extending this to one more match. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, people that we haven't talked about, but now we've kind of shifted. You know, we we keep talking about so much about transition to the main roster. LA Knight's 40. Mm. And and granted, Santos Escobar is either 40 or almost there as well. Um, and God, he's good. Like, the worst thing about him is this the way, the stupid way he shapes his beard. Like everything else, like he's over yeah. his hell. Well, and he could be another person. I was literally thinking, you know, who would be the next person, say, to beat Braun Breaker for the NXT championship? I think it's LA Knight. You know, I think eh, he could be. Could be Gunther. To be honest with you, it could be as well. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's very interesting. You're bringing in some of these NXT UK talent. So we uh-huh. had Kaylee Ray, Gunther, A Kid now, um, and so I'm also curious to see, you know, when this push uh, of talent from NXT UK, what that really means for them in 2.0. <sighs> Um, because I feel like with Gunther, I don't know. I feel like he kind of already peaked. Maybe he's definitely changed. He's selling differently now. Obviously he's trimmed down. The talent is interesting to me because 
to me, the standout performer of Imperium is Fabian Eichner. And if I could see anybody actually being a surprise star on the main roster, it's Fabian Eichner because he promos better than the other members of, of that crew does. Um, but they're obviously behind Walter and he was willing to move to the U.S. finally getting divorced. to do that to a guy, but, um, it, it's, you know, because he never wanted to do that. It's just really interesting to see what they could do with him. LA Knight, I, I, people thought he was going to be moved up already. I could see him going up and, and maybe being a surprise player on the main roster. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's just very, very interesting to see what they would do with some of this talent and, and what NXT is going to look like even later this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we are going to be talking about NXT Stand and Deliver on next week's show. We're going to be giving our thoughts on what happened, see if our predictions came true or if we were totally wrong. Could be a bit of both. Probably. Probably, yes. So make sure you stay tuned into next week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for listening. Do not forget, of course, to follow the Chair Shot on social media at Chair Shot Media. You can follow Greg at Chair Shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter, because that's not what I do. You can do you, boo boo, but not me. That's not me. Uh, don't forget to check out thechairshot.com for the Chair Shot Radio Network and, well, news, interviews. Lots of podcasts, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. All of that. All of it. You want me to play this out, don't you? I was waiting for it. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. And of course, if you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more, do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a new notification every time an episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show or other ChairShot Radio Network shows drop. You can leave a five-star review. And of course, leave your thoughts, what you think of the show, topics we should cover, topics we should not talk about ever again. Whatever it may be, let us know. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be very excited to come back at you next week or in any subsequent week. Really love doing this all the time. Uh, For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. Viva la raza! Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Please. Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking windows.